Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, welcome to the Rugby League Lunch Hour with myself, James Gordon and Drew Darbshire. We're sponsored by Betfred here on Love Rugby League. We're live every Thursday, 12 till 1 and then the video will be live, uh, available on demand on our Facebook page, YouTube channel and of course through the website. As always, uh, me and Drew are going to talk through the burning issues and thrills and spills of the Rugby League week. We're going to look ahead to the weekend's games uh, and of course we're, we're open to your comments and your questions so if you want us to chat about anything or you want to give your opinion on anything please do say so in the comments. Um, there's a lot to get through this week. Um, I suppose we'll start with the big, the big news of the week is Justin Holbrook I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, confirmed, finally confirmed yeah. that he's leaving St Helens and going to Gold Coast Titans at the end of the season. Um, I think pretty much everyone was expecting that to happen. Yeah, I think I think it's pretty much been expected for a couple of weeks now. Obviously, I think he said back in May or something. I asked him about his contract situation at Saints, and back then he was like he was keen to extend his deal. He wanted to stay at Saints because that's obviously at the time when Gold Coast Titans and Canterbury Bulldogs were looking for new head coaches, uh, and he was keen to stay. But then obviously, well, once the interest was there from the Titans and the Bulldogs. Holbrook and his representatives kind of held off that move uh, of signing uh, a new deal with Saints. And I think from that point, as soon as they were interested, I think he was going really because he has NRL aspirations of coaching there. He wants to go back back home uh, in effect. But the main reason he's going is just, just to be a coach in the NRL. Yeah. Obviously, there's only 16 teams in the NRL. Um, it's the elite competition in the world. Uh, it doesn't matter if we're liking it or not, that is the best competition in the world. Uh, why wouldn't he test himself? And, and like he said, he said it a couple of times in interviews, it's it's a weird one because for him to get a job in the NRL, Saints would have had to be flying. Like sit, like he can't be doing an average job or a not a very good job with Saints and get offered an NRL deal because that's just not how it works. He's, I know Saints are still on course for the treble, the flying. Uh, I, I don't really think you can fault Justin Albrook for, for this kind of uh, move because... 
it's it's the highest level, isn't it? Of course, but but it, it is a little bit strange because he's going from the top Super League club at the moment to rock bottom in the NRL, and the Titans are uh, are very much uh, the, the worst team in the NRL at the moment. So it's going to be interesting to see if he can bring that magical touch to the Titans uh, from next year on a two-year deal. He's got a, he's got a deep, oh, obviously he's got a very good record at Saints, I think his winning rate, his winning percentage is just below 80%. Um, but on the flip side, he's only got that one league leader's shield, he's going to get a second one, obviously. Um, does him leaving put more and more pressure now on the, the Challenge Cup final particularly and then also the Grand Final? Because, I mean, in theory, he could go... Yeah. Not empty-handed, but the league leader shield, the two league leader shields might be all he goes back with. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. To be fair, and it's it, 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 it's a little bit of a strange one because obviously the trophies aren't, aren't won yet, so we don't really know what's what's going to happen. They are the the bookies' favourites for the treble James, but if Saints do win the Challenge Cup and they, and they win the Grand Final and they win the league leader shield, they get the treble, then it's kind of job done for Justin yeah. Albrook. I think that's the other issue as well. Is he would have won that everything that, that yeah, he's actually and I think that's the thing, isn't it? If he'd have, if he'd have, Whereas, if he'd have said no and won everything, yeah. he's like it's like complete. He's almost like completed the game, but then he's gonna have to play it again. Uh, you know what I mean? So whereas if he, if he loses the grand final or loses the Challenge Cup final, uh, and he goes to the Gold Coast Titans, which he's doing for for next year, then I'll be like, should he stay on another year until he's he's got the full uh, trophy cabinet, so to speak? But, a, but I think. I don't know what, he's a quality coach, he's always been a pleasure to deal with, hasn't he? Uh, I suppose the other thing with him is... Coach for Saints, and he's, a, he's a great guy to, to deal with. I suppose the thing for him, is, I mean, he's fairly young, even if he goes to Gold Coast and fails miserably, which we don't expect him to do, his, his stock is of a sufficient standard that he would probably get another job over here if, he, if that's what... What happened, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. So he's it'll, almost in like it'll, 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 it'll be guaranteed another job in Super League. Yeah, definitely. Um, at, at some point, we've got a, a quick question from James Bridge. I still don't get why the eighteen ninety five Cup Final is later than the Challenge Cup Final. Uh, why not have it at like noon, for example? That way, you'd still get the traditional schoolboy finals before the Challenge Cup Finals. Uh, it's about, to do with the BBC. Uh, is yeah, it, a, a very valid question, James. Uh, the eighteen ninety five Cup Final. It should be before the Challenge Cup Final in many respects. In my opinion, and I know it's tradition, but I think the school's final should be scrapped. Yeah, it, I mean... Just because we've got the 1895 Cup final now, and it, if, you, if you you are putting this cup competition on for the semi-pro clubs, I think it's got to uh, take place at the right time. So, because because uh, a lot of Warrington and Saints, co- uh, Saints coaches yeah. are leaving at 6, o'clock, 6 p.m. Yeah, yeah. So, so they're not even going to, going to be in the ground for 1895 Cup Final, which was the whole idea of getting them to play it at Wembley, so you, so you can have a big spectacle. The, um, uh, so so the, only, the, the, there might only be 20,000 people thinking, inside Wembley. So the, the thinking behind it was the RFL obviously wanted to have the 1895 Cup game before, um, but it was the BBC, we believe, that sort of went back on it. Obviously they'd secured permission off Wembley to have the extra game, um, but BBC were keen to have their traditional build-up and have the schools final and have all that. My opinion is, is why wouldn't you just have the schools final kicking off earlier? Um, you know, obviously then you'd get people, oh yeah, but you know, if the kids are playing at 11, we'd have to leave at 4 in the morning, whatever, and get there. But yeah, I mean, it, it is a little bit of a shame, but but hey-ho. Um, going back on to St. Helens and, and Holbrook then, obviously please do keep chipping in with, with your comments as well. Do we think this means that, will Holbrook go shopping at St. Helens? Will... Will we start seeing Gold Coast signing 
Alex Warnes and Luke Thompson, Tommy Makinson, well, Johnny Lomax. It's it's very it's a it's a tough one this because none of them players what you just mentioned are off contract at the end of the season. Uh, so if they are going to go to the Gold Coast Titans, then the Titans will have to stump up a considerable uh, transfer fee for the players. I don't think Saints won't want to sell any of them, so it will be a big price tag what they will have to pay. Um, I think I think Johnny Lomax will be at, the, at Saints for the rest of his career. Uh, he's 28 now. Theo Fires has just signed a new deal. Tommy Makerson's <coughs> deal is up to the end of 2021, I think. There's, uh, there's an interest. Luke, Luke Thompson's the big one, isn't he? Uh, Luke, Luke Thompson's the one who, who's probably going to go, the, go to the NRL at some point mm. in his in the in the next couple of years. Do you, I mean there's a, there's well there's two interesting points of comparison here. There's there's obviously you can compare to Wigan, who obviously over the past however many years Wigan have lost a number of players to the NRL, but managed to retain a relationship with them whereby when they come back they tend to come back at Wigan. And then Canberra, as an NRL comparison, Canberra having a lot of success, aren't they, where they've recruited a, a large number of English players and they're seeing a bit of value in that. So is it a case of our Gold Coast, might Gold Coast look at Canberra and think, well, actually, if we can bring in three or four Englishmen together, yeah. that may work. And but the, thing, the thing is about the NRL, because the salary cap is so much bigger than the Super League, yeah. Getting getting a marquee player in Super League is is probably just over an average NRL contract, yeah. so it, it doesn't really cost them that much. Like for example, John Bateman at Canberra Raiders will probably be one of the lower earners because because of the salary cap difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Sutton will will certainly be down there uh, in the lower earners, yet they're still playing four games. So yeah. the Super League competition. And they'll be earning a lot more money than they were in Super yeah, League. Yeah, we, we always we always have this debate, don't we, when we see a Super League player go to the NRL, particularly an English player who goes to the NRL, uh, and, and there's this debate saying, oh, why, why can't we keep our players? It's because the salary cap in the NRL is four times, you, well, three times as big as the Super League competition. Do you think St. Helens, tr- well, I wouldn't say they're trying so far, but... Are St. Helens going to try to avoid becoming like Wigan where they lose players on a regular basis? St. Helens have made a few statements this year, aren't they, where they've handed out contracts to players almost as a bit of a, you're not going to the NRL. Is that a good a good ploy from St. Helens or are they being a bit naive? You know, because Wigan, you know, ultimately Wigan are the biggest club, if you like, in the UK. The biggest name in rugby, whatever. And yet Wigan are in a place where they know that it's not practical or it's not feasible for them to fight to keep hold of these players. Probably well, because of the reasons you've said, is yeah, that they're yeah, competing. We, we so it, it, should St. Yeah, Helens, should St. Helens um, almost follow what Wigan have done rather than breaking so. the bank to keep? I, yeah, I, I definitely think so. Because I think, if you look at Wigan Leeds, St. Helens in particular, they've got the best academies by some distance. They attract all the best young players in the country. Uh, and I think... Saints will have no issue in filling them gaps. So, for example, we're not we're not saying he is, but for example, if Johnny Lomax did go to the NRL, they've got they've got a fantastic young player in Jack Wellsby who could who can easily uh, who is easily capable of filling his boots in a couple of years. Uh, they've got the likes of James Bentley, Jack Ashworth, Matty Lees who can who can fill them roles. I I, I think clubs uh, club I think we're gonna are pretty smart not to break the bank. In terms of keeping players, uh, we've seen it with uh, Sam Tompkins. We've seen it with Matt, Mickey McAloran leaving the club in recent years. 
they found a, a, a suitable replacement in Sam Powell for Mickey Mack, who, who probably wouldn't be, be on as watching one of these McLaurin was uh, at Wigan and what he is now on at Catalan. Oh, right, don't get me wrong, but we'd love to see Luke Thompson, Alex Wormsley, uh, Johnny Lomax, all state saints, won't we? Uh, Tommy Makinson. But the reality but is, the reality until, is more, until more money comes in of course, yeah. and the salary cap goes up, that's not possible. But then could you make the argument that if, if, the, if Super League keeps losing these players, it's going to be harder to get that increase? Because obviously if your best players are always disappearing, how are you going to increase the revenue? How are you going to increase more money? How are you going to increase the salary cap? I know there was a little talk a bit ago where Super League are talking to... Um, investment yeah. what's it called capital invest venture capitalists like what rugby union have got potentially that seems to you're going to struggle super league's going to struggle to increase the salary cap by organic means isn't it mm. it needs it's going to need some sort of big cash injection from somewhere. i see what you're saying though but on the flip side of the coin you can say well how good would it be to have 30 englishmen playing in the nrl one day mm. How good would that be for, I mean, I, for the sport already? I don't see it as a bad thing. I think I think it's more... I suppose it's trying... I mean, you look at football, don't you? Premier League's biggest league in the world. But La Liga still does all right, even yeah. though it's the second biggest league in the world. Do you know what I mean? And I think maybe... Has, instead, of, instead of Super League maybe trying to go toe-to-toe with the RL, maybe does Super League need to think, well, we're quite happy being mm. the second best league to yeah. the RL at the moment, but we're going to keep trying to improve. Yeah. And ultimately, if if... The NRL starts signing, like say thirty, if it gets up to thirty Englishmen in the NRL, and all of a sudden, you know, there's going to be there's, there's still because as much if there's thirty Englishmen, there's still thirty decent Australian players that yeah. are being cut out a little bit. So, you know, I like, I, I don't understand that that how people uh, always come up with the arguments about the Super League being as good as the NRL it'll, it'll never be as good as the NRL because the player pool's not there yeah. the salary cap in the NRL is three times maybe nearly four times as big as what it is in Super League you're always going to get the our best players cherry picked to, to go and yeah. play in that, the NRL competition you've got and you've got to put yourself in the player's shoes if, it, if you're a 22 year old lad from Wigan for example you always want to go and play uh, somewhere in Sydney aren't you yeah. on, a, on a big contract and, and live the lifestyle because it would be unbelievable um, but I don't, I don't see a problem with, with the, the NRL cherry picking the best players and I, I think it's a, a, a good ploy uh, by Saints initially to, to tie up these English players on long deals because then obviously the Aussie clubs have to stump up transfer fees for them um, but if, if they do eventually sell the likes of Luke Thompson and Alex Walden I'll say fair play to them good luck to them in the NRL because they, they've got two just as good uh, promising youngsters there in Jack Ashworth and Mr. <coughs> Lees who can easily fill the void. We'll move on from, from that then, from St. Helens and whatever. There was two... Oh, Jason J- oh, Pilmore also adds, uh, you can't do that to the schoolboys game. Uh, the lads and lasses are the ones that are going to fill the boots of these blokes out there who are about to retire. And I, I do understand what, what, what Jason's saying. I just think we can't, we can, we're trying too many different competitions, aren't we, at the moment? Obviously, I, I'd like to see the Women's Challenge Cup for, uh, final being played at Wembley uh, instead of the school, Schools Cup final. Uh, but first and foremost, I think we've got to prioritise 1895 Cup uh, as the second competition to the Challenge Cup at Wembley, and I'd like to see that uh, played beforehand because all the Saints and Warrington coaches are leaving Wembley at 6pm. They're not going to, going to uh, see the, mm. the winner Sheffield game. 
they might not they might not even end up watching the winner's Sheffield game because obviously they'll be stuck on a coach back, so they won't even mm. watch the game on, on telly bit unless it's they stream it on the phones or or what have you. So I, I think the eighteen ninety five cup needs prioritising. Lewis Banks also says a good point by uh, St. Helens tying down the, the players because the Aussie teams will need to pay a fee. I've just just said that to be fair, um, from their contract rather than just walking away for free. Um, right, okay, so more news from this week. So, um, two retirements yesterday we saw, well, not yesterday, but announcing that they're going to retire at the end of the season. Uh, ben Westwood, yeah. 500 odd games, um, and Mark Minicello as well, um, both going out at the end of the season. Minicello never played in the grand final, he has, of course, won two Challenge Cups with Hull. Um, is he going to make a grand final, do you think? Before he hangs up his boots. Ben Westwood? No, Minicello. Oh, Minicello, no. No? no ben Westwood, then? Uh, Are you thinking Ben Westwood will? We're going to say it's grand final, so I don't think Westwood will. No, right, okay. Yeah, that was a bit blunt to Ben Westwood and Mark Minicello there, wasn't it? But I think we're going to make the grand final. I'm not saying they'll win it. Um, I think Saints are going strong out of this year. Let's face it. They were strong last year. No, no, yeah, but no one would be surprised if Saints won the treble this year, would they? No one would be surprised. No. Um, right, um, today. But oh, just talk, just on Westwood though. Go on. What an unbelievable <laughs> career! Far, to to be a bat rower as well, uh, over five hundred career appearances, uh, a career spanning twenty seasons, unbelievable achievement. Yeah, it? I think we had that. There's there's three players still playing who played in nineteen ninety nine, obviously the last century, and and Westwood's one of them. Gareth Ellis. Uh, and Jamie Jones Buchanan, whose birthday it is today, and obviously um, Jamie Jones Buchanan's retiring also at the, yeah, the end so, of the year. So, so hopefully, I so think, think Gazelis is going round again. Though isn't he next well, year? Well, I mean, he's retired already, isn't he? But he's already retired before. He's so. retired before, him, but he's, he'll be the only one um, uh, next year. So, right, it's Yorkshire Day today. Obviously, we're not that bothered this side of the Pennines, but you have you have put together a, a dream third team, a dream. Yorkshire thirteen. We'd we'd like to hear people's opinions on this. I'll just run through it quick. So you've got Zach Hardacre at fullback. You've got Jimmy McGilvery. Um, you've got Jake Connor, Reese Lynn. Who you went for? There was a few. That was one of a debate. Yeah. We were looking at. I, I was, we, I was, we went for Shenton. I was struggling. Uh, yeah, we went struggling for Shenton. Then, then I had Shenton. a discussion with James. Our other James uh, in the office, and, and, he, and, and, he, with him. and he, he was adamant that the Riesling was better than Shenton, so I thought Ryan Hall, who's of course oh, the Sydney Roosters, <coughs> uh, Gareth Widderpoo is at Warrington next season, Luke Gale, who's injured, out injured. You got George Burgess. Um, he, he's soon to be on the right side of the pen. Yeah, he's uh, off to Wigan. Um, Josh Hodgson. So there's a lot of NRL players in this team. <laughs> Tom Burgess, John Bateman. Elliot Whitehead and Sam Burgess. So, I mean, if we were having a Yorkshire versus Lancashire game next week, none of these would be able to play, would they really? I mean, who would you have? You'd have, well, Gale's injured. Well, you can't, you can't, you'd have, you you'd can't have, just imagine the NRL boys out from Yorkshire, James. You'd have, you'd have, uh, you'd have Hardacre, McGilvery, Jake Connor, Reese Lynn. And uh, yeah, that's it. You, so, could, you could still have a pretty good, pretty good team, though. Even if you just pick the, the Super League Yorkshire players, you could have Daryl Clark at Ucker. Yeah. Uh, you could have Scott Taylor and Liam Watts front rowers. Back rowers, who could you have? Back rowers. How you asking? Flipping it. Um, Ollie Holmes from Cass. Yeah. Brett Ferris. I like Robbie Muller and me. Robbie Muller, yeah, good yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, good show. I, you know. Sure. Um, Adam Milner at least. 
Just keep, keep, I think Lancashire Day is in September, so keep an eye out for that. No, it's not, it was later than that. Oh no, we were looking at Cumbria Day. There'll be a Cumbria Day. Cumbria Day so yeah, yeah, so that was on, on Saturday this week. Um, let's talk a bit about about last weekend. Just, oh, oh, Paul Harrison, uh, we need to stop comparing ourselves to the NRL. We play a totally different style of football. Uh, yes, the NRL has large play pools, it's the national sport. Uh, but Super League is more entertaining. Is it um, a national sport? I don't think I it don't is. Th- I don't think it is. I think uh, the only the only country in the world that's, that's rugby league is a national sport is Papua New Guinea. Uh, we're open to go there at the end of the year. We're not we're not that awful though. Um, and it's <laughs> that, that's why Austin is flourishing in Super League. Well, Super League um, is, and I don't think it is more entertaining. To be fair, I don't. Well, think, I, don't uh, I mean, I, I think yeah. The, the NRL is good to watch, isn't it? The NRL is good to watch. Yeah. Yeah. It's bloody good to watch it. Looking at some other bits and bobs then from from this week, um, let's talk a little bit about Wembley then. So last weekend, Saints Warrington booked the place in the Challenge Cup final and then also Widnes and Sheffield um, won through in the 1895 Cup. Um, I I mean, I know I'm biased, but absolutely belting game, wasn't it, Widnes Lee on Sunday? What a game to watch. That that was an old-school game of rugby league. It was chucking it down. It looked cold. I was tucked up. Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't cold, but yeah, you were sat there thinking it's bloody July. Yeah. And it feels like we've gone back to winter. It was like quite dark as yeah. well. The sky was dark, it, but, but uh, the full lights were right. It, it was brilliant. Um, it had a bit of everything. It, 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 it kicked off from kickoff between Mitch Clark and John and Johnston. And uh, I think that, that kind of set the tone for the game, really. Uh, we, obviously, there was a little bit of. Uh, and bags being thrown earlier on in the season at the, at the summer bash while we were tanning ourselves in uh, Barcelona. <laughs> um, but yeah, a unbel- really enjoyable game at, at rugby league. I, I loved watching it. And, again, I, and, and but the only, the only criticism of the of the only gap it was that I think the first half ran to forty six minutes and the second half ran to eighty five minutes because um, obviously. ぜひ、ぜひ、ぜひ、ぜひ、ぜひ、ぜひ、ぜひ、ぜひ、ぜひ、ぜひ、ぜひ、ぜひ、ぜひ、ぜひ、ぜひ、ぜひ、ぜひ
uh, in New Zealand and Papua New Guinea later this year. Um, but I just wanted to raise about the Oceana. Yeah. yeah. Oceana Cup. I've been getting grief for this this week. All senior. Oh, so, so for those of you who didn't know, there's, 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 there's a load of there's a load of uh, games going on. Uh, probably the best international program that there's been for for many years. Um, Australia play New Zealand and Tonga in the Oceania Cup, and then Samoa, Fiji, and Papua New Guinea play in the Oceania Shield. Whoever wins the Oceania Shield will play in the Oceania Cup next year because Australia are obviously coming on tour over here, and then your mates at the Cook Islands are going to come in. To, to the Oceana Shield. So it's good to see, finally, I suppose. It looks like there's a real structure. I can't wait. Uh, hopefully, we can we can watch all Spot, the games. We are open to sponsorship but, to go. But um, none of them get. Like, we don't know what any of the. <laughs> any yeah, I mean, the, I mean they're, they're still major, they're still major issues. The broadcast deals, yeah, yeah, we, still, don't, we don't know what, how to watch them, where to there's, watch them. There's still major issues with the international game in terms of we never know the calendar dead far in advance, we might get six months notice, and then you never know whether it's going to be on TV or not, and you know, you'd like to think that someone, so, you know, what's Nigel Wood doing, you know, he's had ten years, well, he's had, what, eight years, seven or eight years since the, uh, six, seven years since the World Cup, you know, the legacy of the last World Cup, of that 2013 World Cup, was meant to be, we have this international calendar, and yet here we are, still here, still drawing up international calendars on the back of a fag pack here, they should be announced a year, two years in advance. They should have broadcasters. Because you look at other sports, like Football Rugby Union, they know, you know who England are playing now in football for like the next yeah. two years. And it's just yeah. like, you know, oh. how do you expect to grow it? So, um, you know, we still don't know Australia, but, you know, there's a bit of uncertainty. We sort of think Australia are coming now next year, but we still haven't got a clue who they're playing. Are they playing England? Are they playing Great Britain? Are they playing your Yorkshire Dream 13, you know, we just don't know. Yeah, I know, um, it's, it is frustrating, but it does look promising. Yeah, uh, I, <coughs> I, I just can't wait that oh, the, the Great Britain shirt's been released, the Great Britain merchandise has been released, that's getting everyone excited. Uh, a, a kind of a, a good thing in many ways, um, it's, so, it's already out of stock, the England Great Britain line shirt. Um, Have you bought mine? Which is, which is brilliant. I can't afford to buy any, I don't get paid enough. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but the international calendar is great. I'm, I'm even looking forward to, to watching the Oceana Cup yeah. because some of them Pacific uh, players are absolutely massive. Uh, so there'll be some speaking, big, uh, big contacts in that. Speaking of a Pacific player, Samoan Patrick Arvan. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've seen this on Twitter, a pretty gory uh, picture that Patrick Garvan tweeted. We'll have to get a screen, shouldn't we? We should get a screen. We could get tweets up and all sorts. We need sponsorship for that as well. Um, Patrick Garvan suffered a nasty-looking gash cut, whatever you want to call it, to his ankle. Um, and I think a few witness fans set up a crowdfunder for him, and he basically said that he doesn't want the money, he wants it to go to the club. Patrick Garvan has been playing... For Witness for free on a four-week trial basis, which has now, I believe, come to an end. Um, Witness unable to sign players uh, due to being in special measures. Another championship club in special measures, we believe, are Bradford. Um, yeah. They've been prevented from making a few signings this week. Uh, you know, a bit of drama going on there as well. Um, oh, there are, there, there's always drama in the surrounding Bradford. <coughs> it just seems like... Uh... Well, Chalmers has come out today and basically said... There's a two-week deadline to decide whether they're going to play at Odds next season. Is that, to me, it just strikes as posturing from him 
to get a better deal out of the RFL, mm. I think. Because I don't, I don't they're think... They're kind of threatening to play games at Bradford Park, haven't you? But uh, wasn't that all the old two Yeah, games? Bradford Park Avenue is not good enough for them to play, unless, unless they're going to get some temporary stands in or something. Um, the, the, well, the, there was talk in the paper today about um, them playing at Dewsbury. Wow. Which, you know, you just like... The home of the Dewsbury <laughs> Rams! Yeah, which... Um, yeah, I mean, that would just be catastrophic for Bradford, really. Um, I, I just think it's a bit of posturing, but, but one to keep an eye out, out on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Bradford, Dewsbury, Berger? Oh, God. Oh. Bradford, so, Rams. To be fair, I think, I think Bradford, in hindsight, Bradford should... Well, they're playing the same colours. They won't have to change the changing rooms. <laughs> in... in I think, in hindsight, Bradford should have dropped Bradford Bulls and started again as Bradford Rams or whatever you want to call them. Oh. Just because oh, I think it's caused them too many issues, hasn't it? They've not been able to draw a line. They should have started in League One. They should have started afresh. Anyway. Shout um, out to Dewsbury media manager Stephen Downs. Get get on the Dewsbury Rams Twitter. He puts out some brilliant videos, honestly. Yeah. That, one, that out, was a cracker last week. Martin Riley last yeah, week. last week. That was unbelievable. That um, some transfer news. Newcastle have signed... Quentin Lalu Togi guy, QLT to me and you. Um, For a BLT myself. He's playing. I think Simon Finnegan's Simon Finnegan's hinted that he's going to play standoff. I think. Mm. Uh, Newcastle. We were talking about this. Newcastle need to get promoted this year, don't they? Well, obviously, Mikey Lewis, who was who, who was written up at, in Newcastle in recent weeks, he's been recalled by Hulk R. It, the halfback, so obviously they, they've been searching for a halfback spot. QLT fits the bill perfectly. He's 34 now, um, maybe got a season or two left in him. Uh, I, I think he's a solid signing. Uh, I, I think it'd be a catastrophe if, if Thunder don't get promoted to the championship, considering the, the, the budget they have compared to the, the League One rivals. Uh, a solid signing for, for Newcastle, though. QLT, I'm a big fan of him. Wakefield. Of, well, or Chris Chester sort of hinted that they want to make one or two signs. Have we got anything? Do we know who any of them might be? They've released Mason Kate and Brown. Yeah, they have. Uh, they've got plenty of cap space available. Obviously, they've been linked with Brett Ferris from Leeds for, for next year, um, which I think will be quite interesting. He, he obviously had a spell at Wakefield earlier on. Well, he's played for all, hasn't he, Ferris? He's played yeah, for he, all. He's he, played he's a, he is a Yorkshireman. He's played for Bradford. He should be in the Yorkshire Dream 13. <laughs> Brad, he's played for Bradford, Huddersfield, Castleford, Wakefield, Leeds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, every full time Yorkshire team. He's been everywhere. Um, Kate and Brown is if do you do you find that a, an interesting one? Is there an issue with Kate and Brown? I mean, obviously Toronto signed him and he, he didn't quite work out from there. He had I, a bit I, of spot at Salford. I've got a clue. On that. Is it, is, I think is he a personal trainer or something like that in the, in out, outside of rugby league or, or something along the fitness lines. Um, so he, he might just he might just want to do his personal training full time. He might just uh, to Wakefield. Obviously, he was only on a deal until the end of the season. He might not like the uncertainty because he's only ever been on short-term deals. So well, he might yeah, not like was the he was he one of the players that Bradford were looking at potentially? Because Bradford have said that they had a couple lined up. Possibly, um, <coughs> obviously, uh, with the way Wakefield put it out, it seemed like he won't be joining uh, another club anytime soon. Um, so I, I think he'll have a, a little bit of time out in the game. I don't know how old he is, but he, he might just come back to uh, come back in twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty one or something like that. 
um, because he's got Jamaican heritage and could play for the Reggae Warriors in the 2021 World Cup. Um, let's look at then. Well, let's have a look at. We'll look at to the weekend. We'll look at the games. But should we? Should we do relegation first? Should we do our relegation predictions first? We do that. We'll do that first. Go on. Go on. Right, so if you go on the site, we've got the Super League relegation. We're going to get a lot of stick for this, aren't we? Well, you are. Oh. Super League relegation running article on the website, which lists the six, the bottom five. We've, we've, we, we think Salford is safe, so we've discounted them. So we've gone Huddersfield, Wakefield, Leeds, OKR, London. Their six remaining games each is available in an article, Super League running. Um, and then we've just put on, just before we live, Super League relegation predictors. So me and Drew, every week, we're going to predict the games involving the relegation teams. Um, and then we're going to basically track what the league table looks like. So... Um, Let's run through them. We've got the four games that in, are implicated in the relegation battle this week, and, and please do comment and, and give us abuse as you as you agree or disagree with us. Huddersfield versus Leeds Friday, big game. Two of the teams involved in this bottom five. Um, I've gone Huddersfield. You've gone Leeds. I just think, <coughs> as it currently stands, Leeds have got a little bit more to play for than Huddersfield, and I just you think. Well, yeah, because I think Leeds are lower down, aren't they? I, so I just think Leeds have that little bit more fight and spirit in them than I think, I think, will at this stage. I, think I, I agree with your point in terms of I think it's more important for Leeds to win this game yeah. than Huddersfield. I think if Huddersfield win this game, I think they're almost they're almost putting their head above the parapet. I think they're, they're almost thinking, if we win this game, we're not far off from being safe. We were talking a few weeks ago that 20 points yeah. would be enough. I still think I'd be very surprised. Well, you look at it and you think, actually, 20 points isn't... You could see someone going down on 20 points now, couldn't you? Um, which is unbelievable when you think about it. Um, but no, I think Huddersfield, I just think... I think I think at home as well, I think Huddersfield have got a bit it's of something. It's always interesting, this, this situation with uh, Sebastian Ikehiva at Huddersfield, because he's in the Dream Team in 2017, a fantastic season, one of the higher earners at the Giants, and he's uh, just not getting... Is, is, is that been the problem? Did they offer him too much money and then they were trying to sort of Possibly. get rid of him and, and obviously he's just sat tight but, on his contract? But it, he's, he's still obviously on contract with Huddersfield. He's, he's still available to play and he's just not getting in the team at the, at the moment. He's, and young players, all furthest of them, are getting, getting over him. Huddersfield have been linked with Aidan Caesar. Yeah. Um, it would, I presume that'll be for next season anyway. Um, we're trying to get him over for this season. Well, it could be for this season. He's he's, kept, he's been in in and out of the Raiders team uh, a lot this this season. Been limited to appearances, and obviously Canberra getting George Williams from Wigan on a three year deal for twenty twenty. So the Caesar a Turkey international um, doesn't look to be featuring in the plans of Canberra. So yeah, I, I think it, it'd be good good signing for Super League. He's a much more accomplished player than what Matt Frawley is. Matt Frawley, I think he had 20, 25 mm. NRL games. He's a bit like Jack Littleton, wasn't he, in the season before? Yeah. But it, um, he's, a, he's, he's been a flop, hasn't he, Frawley? Yeah, you know, he's, he's a good example, I think, of a player that is in the team because he's Australian. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, what, what, they've got yeah, Ollie Russell, though. Ollie Russell, yeah. Who's a great young British and, and, and if you look at the game when they absolutely destroyed Bullet Magic Weekend, Russell and Gaskell were the highs. Yeah. Why wouldn't you just stick with that pair? Um, <coughs> Tom Holmes has been doing pretty well as well in recent yeah, yeah. Now, But Ollie Russell's 
Well, they, there you go. We're on about England, British halves. Ollie Russell's replaced Tom Holmes in the Huddersfield's 19-man squad for the for the Leeds game, but for all is in. Leeds, um, Leeds had sort of breathed a bit of life into their survival, haven't they? They'd won back-to-back games mm. um, and then suffered that big loss, really, to, to Hull KR, which has, has sort of sucked them back. Well, not sucked them back into it because they were never out of it, but they'll have been stewing over that result for the last couple of weeks now. Mm. That probably came at the wrong time for them because if, if you'd have gone into the break on the back of two wins, you'd have been, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so it'll be it's interesting how they be, react to that. It's going to be interesting for all the teams yeah. to see how this break has affected them. Mm-hmm. Because I think I think Chris Chester gave Wakefield five or six days off, which is a pretty happy time mid-season mm-hmm. uh, for a break. So it's going to be interesting to see how, how this Well, it, break could go, it could go one or two ways. Yeah, I mean, Wakefield have got the toughest of games. They play St. Helens away. Um, we've not, not win there, we, we've not give, we've actually gone by Satan's by eighteen, both yeah. the same. Um, it could it could invariably be a lot more than that. Um, it, it could go it could go one or two ways, isn't it? Because obviously Justin Albrook, the the news has uh, been announced this week about him going to Gold Coast. It could it could kind of galvanise the team and bring them together, or it could distract them a little bit and it could uh, be up for a, a tough test against Wakefield. But I just think that. They're just too powerful, especially at all. The big thing, actually, for, for Wakefield that they need to consider is the points difference, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's all right saying, OK, we might get, we're might get, we probably going to get beat by St. Helens, but damage limitation, isn't it? Because at, at the moment, Wakefield's, Wakefield's points difference is marginally worse than Leeds. They're five points worse than Leeds, but they're, they're a good 80, better than Hull KR, um, and, and over 100 better than London. If they... Are pumped by sixty at St Helens. All of a sudden, they lose that little bit of an advantage they've got over Hull KR in London, don't they? Yeah. Um, so yeah. that's quite critical. Um, Hull KR Castleford. I've gone Hull KR because I think they've done. Hull KR have been doing okay at home under Tony Smith. Um, I just think I think Castleford. Are, do you think Castleford are starting to hit a bit? Of form? Yeah, I think Castleford have come good at the right time, uh, and I think they'll hit. The, the playoffs with a little bit of form. I just think the the, the likes to throw the ball around. I just think they're, they're too skillful for for whole KR at this time. And the final game involving the relegation teams is London against Salford. Um, I mean, in some ways, you could call both of these teams hard to predict because it feels like you predict, you predict Salford to lose and they win. You predict them to win and they lose, and, and London are a bit like that as well. Um, I, I've got a habit of backing London at home. I think I've backed them most games at home this season, so I've backed them this week by two. You've gone London by one. Um, Jordan, I'd go drop goal. Is that what you're going for? So, based on those predictions, I, I my predictions would see Leeds bottom of the league after this weekend on 16. It'd have Wakefield, Hull KR and London on 18 and Huddersfield on 20. Your predictions would have Hull KR bottom of the league on 16, London, Wakefield and then if all the other four on 18. If your predictions come in, it's tight as a nuns. Right? So, um, Hull, the other, the other two games, Hull, Wigan, Hull, Wigan, Hull Wigan, uh, I've gone Wigan by seven, I think. Um, and then the other game is, of course, Catalan Warrington. If you've not seen the French Roundup every Monday on Love Rugby League, what's in it this week, James? Warrington have been hit by travellers. 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 So you might have seen it when Wakefield played Catalan the other week. 
they use um, Palau's stadium um, as a training sort of ground and uh, it's been taken over by travellers. Well, Warrington have gone over early, haven't they? They've they, they yeah, they flown over today. Oh, they've gone today, yeah. I thought they've gone a bit early. Which is um, pretty early, really, because a lot of teams tend to just go there and back in the day now and, yeah. and be over within 22 hours or something like that. Um, but Warrington are, are taking it easy. Obviously, they had a tough semi-final <coughs> last weekend. Yeah. So, um, I mean, you know, we talk about relegation and we'll go in We'll go into a bit more depth about relegation again, but looking at the Super League table, we are talking about relegation, but there's a massive battle for that for the playoffs, isn't there now? Um, you've got Wigan and Cass and Catalan all on 24 and Salford on 22. Um, any slip-up is going to cost you, isn't it, really? Mm. Um, Wigan will probably look at tonight's game as an opportunity, because if Wigan win tonight, they can move within two points of Hull. Um, I think if, if Wigan lose at Hull tonight, I don't think... They get in third place, are they? No, not at all. Not at all. I, if you know, we're gonna lose tonight. Yeah, I think, I, think tonight if, I think if Hull win tonight, I think Hull have got third box. Though. Yeah. Um, Hull will be looking at Warrington, thinking, well, Catlin could turn Warrington over, and if Hull win tonight, they'll let one point to Warrington. Um, so yeah, lots to look at in that top five battle. Salford will look at this weekend and think, well, you know, if if, if we can pick up a win this week. You know, if, if, if Wigan lose or if Catlin lose, you know, we'll be moving on points to them. So there's going to be, it's effectively, you know, four teams going into two, maybe three spots. It, 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 well, it's having four into two or five into three, isn't it? So um, not forgetting that. But let's go back on to the relegation. So if you go on to, um, like I said, we've got a Super League running piece which lists the six fixtures of all the teams. I just wanted to, we've done our predictions for this week, but I want to know who you think is going to go down. I think you've got to go with London, haven't you? Is that is that what you're going with? I don't know. I don't know because Wakefield have got it so tough. Yeah, so let's have, let's have a look at the game. So so in my you know in my opinion, it's all in London's hands. London's last three games are Leeds at home, Hull KR away, and Wakefield away. So ultimately, London have got uh, they've got the chips, haven't they? They yeah. they. they it's up to them what happens. Um, Wakefield, as you say, have got a pretty tough going. They've got Saints away, Warrington away. They've got Saints away, Hull at home, Hull Care away, Wigan at home, Warrington away, and then London at home. So, Wakefield... The thing is with Wakefield, though, is as much as it's tough, they do play Hull Care and London. And, and ultimately, if they win them two games, it doesn't really matter what they do in the other games. So, if you're Chris Chester, do you, do you go all out and think, right, okay... We're going to give it a go at Saints and Hull against Wigan and that, but the Hull KR and London games, we have to win those games. But, but do you think, because it, they're not like a, a fresh Wakefield side, are they? They're, they're, they're doing it tough with injuries. Uh, last Thursday when they returned to the training, they only had 17 available first-team players. So that's, that's a, a full score. So we can't drop anyone if they play a poor. It's just got to be that team. Dave Fafita's playing through the pain bar barrier, he needs surgery. It's, it's sort of, I, th I honestly believe it's out to Wakefield and, and London who go down. I, I'd, I'll, say, I'll say London. Because um, I, I mean, my, I think because I think this is one of the issues that... Um, but it's so, so tight. I think this is one of the issues that Hull KR have had a little bit. Well, not, not I mean, Hull KR beat Warrington, didn't they? Mm. And then lost to London. And I think that's I think that's it, who you beat is crucial. I think you know if, like, if Wakefield beat Hull FC, 
but then the week after they lose to KR, they're actually worse off. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's that. But then at the same time, if you target certain games, are you putting even more pressure on yourself? Um, so yeah, so we think Wakefield have got the toughest run in Huddersfield. After tomorrow night when they play Leeds, um, they don't play any of the other um, bottom five teams. They play Salford away, Casper at home, Hull away, St. Helens away, and Catalan at home. I, I, I think Huddersfield have got enough in them to, to stay up. I, I, I think they'll. Yeah, right, yeah. I, I think they'll pick up a result, even if it's Casper at home. I think they'll pick up a result somewhere. Yeah, I think they'll see up there. Leeds. <coughs> Leeds are benefiting from their stadium redevelopment because Leeds have got four home games in the last six, which might be crucial for them. Yeah, yeah, having, of course. Well, having said, said that, they lost to OKR at home in their last game. But, but only by two points in OKR. Yeah. Oh, oh, left to third, aren't they? Um, Huddersfield, Catalan, St. Helens. No, but they lost to OKR as well. Did they? Yeah, they lost to OKR on, on TV. Did they? Yeah, when Wigan played Saints. Oh, of course. I was at Wigan Saints, so Le- a game that should have been on TV. Le- Leeds, uh, Leeds is running it. Huddersfield away, Catalan's at home, St. Helens at home, London away, Salford at home, Warrington at home. Um, so the four, I mean, I mean again, when you look at Leeds, Leeds play Huddersfield away and London away, ultimately, if they lose both of them games, they're in a bit of, you know, they're in a bit of trouble. But then if they win both of them games, you fancy them to, to stay up. Uh, Hull KR have Casper at home, Wigan away, Wakefield at home, Catalan away, London at home, Salford away. I think Hull KR, they look at, they've got Casper and Wakefield and London at home. I think, yeah. I, I, I think Hull KR will be okay. Yeah, I do. Uh, I think, it, I think it, genuinely, it's out of Leeds and Wakefield. Uh, uh, London London Wakefield, um, so, so obviously we mentioned London's last three games but before that they've got Salford at home this weekend and then they have Casford away Catalan away um, an interesting footnote or side note whatever you want to call it Leeds play St. Helens the week before Wembley um, St. Helens caused a bit of a stink didn't they when they played a weakened team against London it'll be interesting to see whether they do the same against Leeds um, I'm sure there'll be a lot of happy old KR fans out there if they do or not well <coughs> It's kind of different, isn't it, now, for Saints? I know they rested them the week before the Challenge uh, Cup semi-finals against Halifax, but do you not want to go into Wembley with a little bit of form as well? I mean, the other thing is... We're, we're strong the other thing is it's on the Thursday. So, yeah. it's Thursday to Saturday. It's not like it's Sunday to Saturday or... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, we'll, 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 we'll see what happens there. Um, so, as we do in the final quarter of the show, let's look ahead at the weekend's game. So, obviously, we've gone through the Super League game, so let's go through the Championship. Um... Friday night we've got a dress rehearsal for the uh, 1895 Cup final as Sheffield take on Witness in the slightly less glamorous surroundings of the Olympic Legacy Park. Are you going? Um, I'm going. I, I have spoken to... Is to Lucy going? Lucy's not going. Oh, but she's going to Wembley. Uh, I've not actually been asked to go. Absolutely uh, typical. Um, <laughs> the, um, <laughs> what was I going to say? Uh, so a few people have asked me about this and I have asked a few people at Sheffield. Apparently, this, the Olympic Legacy Park's worse this year than it was last year because they had three stands last year that were taken down so that work could commence on the permanent stadium and, and, and not one sod has been turned, is what someone described it to me as. Um, so, yeah, it doesn't look it didn't look great on the R-League app last week. Wow. Um, I, I asked, is it going to happen? They seem... Sheffield United have obviously got the, yeah. the tender or whatever you want to call it for it. They have it, 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 the women won't play. Yeah, they women see Obviously, Sheffield Eagles went for it and were outbid or, or whatever. Um, it, it doesn't strike me as a ground where Championship Rugby League should be played, but it'll be interesting to see what that's like. Um, 
Other championship games this weekend are all on Sunday. Um, we've got Barrow York, Bradford, Toronto. So, who are you, go, are you going? Who are you going for? Who? Sheffield Witness. Witness. I'll go for Witness. Um, Barrow York, I'm going York. I'll go York. We'll, we'll look at the implications of the table in a minute. Bradford, Toronto. Toronto. Toronto it's going to be on. Dewsbury, Featherston. 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 Halifax, Toulouse. 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 Four, that's five away wins out of five so far here. Lee versus Swinton. Lee, home win. Rock, and Swinton are unbeaten. Yeah, they are. Four, they I think. We've got quite a few Lee lads in, this, in the team. Rochdale, Batley. Batley, so apart from uh, Swinton, we're going Batley. away wins across the board. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's have a look Rock, at the... Rochdale will be relegated as well this weekend. Yes, yeah, so I was just going to check that. So let's have a look at the championship table. Um, yeah, Rochdale, uh, what do they play? 27. Rochdale, yeah. If Rochdale don't win this weekend, they're down. They're, they're pretty much down anyway because they're 10 points behind Widness and their points difference is 600. It is nearly 700 worse. Well, more than 700 worse. Nearly 800 well, worse. Well. So, unless Rochdale... Well, I mean, I don't even... I wouldn't even like to contemplate what they'd have to do to stay up. But um, above Rochdale is Barrow on 9. Things looking pretty bleak for Barrow as well there. They need to win probably, I'd say, probably four of their last five games. Maybe three would be enough. Barrow have got nine. Witness have got 12. Uh, Batley have got 13. Dewsbury have got 14. Swinton, after their unbeaten run of late, are up on 17, getting a nosebleed. They're only two points behind Halifax. Um, looking at the top five, Toronto, of course, have guaranteed first place there on 42. There's still a battle for second and third, which is actually quite important, isn't it, to finish second or third. Um, You've got York on 31, Toulouse on 30, Lee on 30, uh, and then Featherston just behind on 28. Bradford are clinging on there on 25, uh, and then Sheffield on 24. Sheffield probably got too much to do, you'd think, to make that top five now, but Bradford can't afford to lose many more. Um, playoffs, it's been confirmed that the game will always be played at the highest ranked team, so we talked about this last week. If Toulouse were to, so at the moment it's the top three is Toronto, York, Toulouse. If Toulouse were to win at York, um, and then they played York later on. They'd still have to play at York, which is ridiculous. Um, but hey ho. Um, they, they need to sort the system out. Oh, it, it's just system. ridiculous because it's, ne it's never been a problem in the past. So why has it become a problem this year? Why have they had to muck it around? But that's a, that's a, a debate for a different day. Um, let's have a look at the League One fixtures, and we'll have a look at the League One table as well. Um, there are there's there's a few League One games on Saturday. London Scholars play Oldham, who have this morning announced the signing of former York captain Ed Smith. Your mates West Wales. I, I reckon oh Oldham for that. Oldham, yeah. Oldham your mates, your mates at West Wales, fresh from their first ever win. Historic um, win. They're at home to Newcastle Thunder. <laughs> I, don't, um, I don't think they'll be continuing that winning uh, Newcastle Thunder. I'm not sure the QLT will go straight into that game. Yeah, um, I think Newcastle for that one. Coventry against Keith on Sunday, sorry, Coventry against Keithley, Hunslet against Keithley. North Wales, Hunslet. and then we've got a Cumbrian Derby, Whitehaven against Workington. I'll go with Whitehaven, they're going well out. So let, let's have a look at the league one. So Whitehaven, of course, top of the tree on 25. Um, they've played a game more than Newcastle, who are on 21. They've also played a game more than Oldham, who are on 20. So it's one of them three, you'd think, for winning the league. Um, Doncaster and Hunslet are just behind on 18. Workington have got 16. London Scholars have dropped off a little bit there on 15. Um, North Wales are on 12. They've got a game in hand as well. Um, it's, what is it, the top one, then is it the next five playoffs? 
So yeah. down to six. So I mean, London. I mean, North Wales will still fancy the chances of sneaking into that playoffs if they can get a bit of a run. Um, they played twenty games in total. So some teams have got four left. Some have got five. Um, playoffs is probably beyond West Wales at this point. Um, I think Keithley as well. Of course, Keithley had that points deduction. Um, who do we think? Do you think Newcastle will come good? Have they got too much to do? I mean, New, Newcastle will get promotion. Do you think yeah. automatic? Do so you think Newcastle finish top? Uh, how far are they off? Well, four behind, but with a game in hand. So yeah, two, uh, and depending on who the game in hand against, yeah. two behind. Uh, it's going to be close, but it's, it's going to be close. I mean, Newca- White, Newcastle will get a promotion. Of course, Whitehaven had a Whitehaven were involved in a thrilling um, battle last year with mm. with Bradford uh, and and York, um, and, and Whitehaven lost the grand final the year before as well, didn't they? I think they got beat. Um, I'm trying to think who, who they got beat by now, but. Um, Whitehaven definitely went all the way and lost in Golden Point extra time um, in in the playoff semi finals. I think something the year before that. Um, what time going? We still got another five minutes. So if uh, in honour of our mate Dave Parkinson, who's not here again, well let's run through some of the other fixtures going on this weekend in the National Conference League. Um, in the Premier, we've got Hunstacle Parkside against Underbank Rangers, Kells against Lee Miners, Siddle against Everton Rangers, Thatterweath against Rochdale Mayfield. Wathbrow against Lock Lane and West Hull against Thornhill Trojans. In Division 1, there's Dewsbury Moore against Mike Warriors, Featherstone Lions against Stanley, Milford against Pilkington Rex, Hilton Raiders against Normanton, Wigan St. Pats against Skirlock, York Acorn against Saddleworth. Uh, in Division 2, it's Barrow Island against Intros Bridge. Go on, Bridge. Sponsored by our mate Steve upstairs as well. Yeah, Telecom uh, Brad- Solutions. Bradford Dudley Hill against Askham. We're Clock- trying to get him sponsored GB Tour. Yeah, Clockface yeah. Miners against West Bowling, Crossfields against Beverly. East Leeds against Shawcross Sharks and Wigan St. Hughes against Hull Dockers. And then on Sunday, even more rugby league, it's Women's Super League Sunday. Casper Bradford, Featherston Wigan, Leeds York, St. Helens Wakefield in Women's Super League. Do they, do they carry the Women's Super League table on the no, uh, I don't think they do. on BBC? Do they not? Oh, well, we, we can't tell you who's, who, who's where anyway. But, I think um, Casper are top because they, they only suffered the first defeat in the Challenge Cup final against Leeds last week. We, um, well, we've got a few minutes left. So we, we, we obviously were there for the Challenge Cup, Women's Challenge Cup final last week in Bolton. Um, it was announced that there was 4,000 in the ground when the game finished. How accurate that figure is, I'm not sure. There definitely wasn't 4,000 in the ground while it was on. Um, but a decent following from Castleford. Yeah, uh, Castleford brought a decent number, didn't they? They prob- yeah. probably brought about half of what Halifax brought. Yeah. In all honesty. Yeah, yeah. Um, they Just brought the way, a, a yeah. very good following. Uh, I enjoyed the game, to be fair. I thought it, it, it was a, an entertaining game to watch. Uh, I like watching Georgia Roach for Castleford. You can, you can easily tell why she won the inaugural uh, Woman of Steel Award in 2018. I think she's just like head and shoulders above uh, above everyone else. I think she'll be the first English women's player to go and play in the women's comp over in Australia, which is kind of semi-professional now and they're getting paid for it over in Australia. Um, Courtney Hill, the Australian uh, match ex-cricketer. winner. Ex-cricketer. Ex-cricketer um, for Leeds, the match winner. Uh, she, she had a, a very fine game. Uh, she uh, orchestrated things very, very, very well for the Rhinos and did like a, I think it was a sixty and seventy meter uh, dart for the for for the match winning try. <coughs> um, a couple of other players, Caitlin Beavers. Wow, what a player she's going to be for for the Leeds Rhinos at fullback. Uh, every time the ball went out, um, 
and she had a 20 meter restart she was she was like whining honestly I'm, I, I don't I don't I'm not seeing many players as quick as her uh, and as soon as she had the qu quick uh, tap on the 20 she was gone she was she made it at least past the 30 every single time maybe to the 40 my, my, uh, a very good player it, to watch. It, you know it was a decent game my you know I, I don't I don't profess to be an expert in, in women's super league or women's rugby league um, my only slight concern with the women's game at the moment is I, I feel like the game needs to make sure it doesn't get too carried away and, and make it go too fast because I think you've got you've, you've got some good teams haven't you you've got Leeds Casford St Helens are good teams but you just got to be careful that you don't dilute the quality of the good teams by making too many other teams if that makes sense because I think I think there's probably players that are spread about in a few different clubs now that if they came together and played in one in one club it'd be do a, not a think, lot stronger do you not think we should have a women's super league so like every there is a women's super well, league let me explain. Like a franchise. Let me explain. Type. So all, all, all the teams in the men's Super League have a women's team. Uh, see, but that's the thing. I think that's where the problem is because I think you're trying to force it too much then. If the players aren't there, they're not there. And I think the reason why Castleford and Leeds are, and, and St. Helens is obviously built off Fat Weave, isn't it? The reason why they're strong is because they've got the they've had the women's infrastructure there. I think... In the men's league, you know, one out of four teams is going to win the grand final. No, I, under, no, I understand right, that. I, no, I understand that. But I think... There's, there's certainly a, a there's a much bigger gulf between the better women's teams and the weak because like you look Wakefield for instance Wakefield fair play to them they're trying to develop and you've got to start somewhere I completely get that but you know lobbing you know and getting new players playing do you want them playing against the elite players because because ultimately the elite players rightly want to get paid they want to get to a point where they're getting paid yeah. to play and I think if you dilute the elite competition by having players who are just playing, which is great, don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with just playing, it has there got to be that sort of cut-off between yeah. a, an elite professional women's comp and just yeah. doing it, for, not for the sake of it, but you know what I'm trying to say. Just doing it for a hobby. Well, not, not, I don't mean it in, in a derogatory way, I just mean yeah, that yeah, 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 Wait, Wakefield's women's team, Wakefield's got a women's team, fantastic, we sponsor one of the Wakefield ladies' teams as well. Great for participation, but if you're talking yeah, about yeah. your Georgia Roaches and whatever, you want to become professional athletes or presume they want to become professional yeah. athletes and sportsmen you've got to try and fit there needs to be a bit of a plan doesn't it to see well what can we do to make these even if there's six elite women's teams how can we raise them yeah. to a level where they get enough money because i think i've seen it a few times on twitter rugby league and gary everton said this didn't he rugby league could use the women's game or, or you know that the women's game could be a great route for rugby league to get on tv and to get in the papers because you know what? It's we know that it's a good sport. If you get women playing it and it's a success, then then why not? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, that's it from us. The rugby league lunch hour this week uh, brought to you in partnership with our friends at Betfred. Um, please do leave your comments. This will be uh, available to watch on demand on our Facebook page and on YouTube. And Make on sure you check out all features on site this week. Jamie's got a good one today. Good throwback Thursday. Today. Uh, yeah, good throwback Thursday today. Des Drummond uh, in BBC to oh, the old television. Program superstars, yeah. Um, there's a cheeky little reference to Gary Schofield as well in that as well. So oh, uh, leave a comment if you if you if you see what it is. But well, uh, thanks for watching. We'll see you next week. Sports Social Podcast Network. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.